3: I love to talk about stuff that will make you bring value to your life, give you a plan, a plan of action. Because a lot of people talk, they don't have a plan of action. I have a plan of action. I have a short-term plan. I don't believe in anybody who's trying to talk a year from now, two years from now, three years. Everything should be done on a six-week window. That way you readjust it after you reach that goal in six weeks. You have to short-term your goals. That way you can speed up. Your, your, your accomplishments, because what happens is most people make a mistake because they have their goals set too high, set small goals, reach those small goals, build those small goals into bigger goals, and then you have reach your ultimate goal, which is success. That's called steps, planning your steps of success. My next guest is the founding chief executive and managing director of Goldie, as G-O-L-D-I-E a full-service, a consumer-driven brand marketing agency, a self-educated cultural anthropologist. She is a pioneer in culturally relevant, purpose-driven marketing and was the chief architect of one of my all-time favorite campaigns by Procter & Gamble's My Black is Beautiful. can't tell you how many times I was part of that tour uh, when I was doing radio. She has been a uh, featured political analyst on NBC News, MSNBC, CNN, and HLN has been a guest on programs such as HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher, The Dr. Phil Show, The Steve Harvey Show, Good Morning America, and is on the show today to discuss a book that I read this weekend called Paper Gods by Goldie Taylor. Please welcome to my show, Money Making Conversations, my guest, Goldie Taylor.
4: Good morning, Rashawn McDonald. How are you?
3: Goldie, have we met before?
4: You know, I don't know that I have, but I know that we must be only one or at least a half degree of separation. <laughs> I bet we played Who Do You Know? You know, we
3: both bring up a oh thousand Oh, my God. I can't believe You know, because I see the Steve Harvey show down there, I go, did she come on the show? I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm, you know, I've been mm-hmm. sitting in the room just, you know, sometimes I've been sometime there, sometimes I'm not. But great having you on the show. And where are you at? Where are you based at? Let's get that started
4: first. I'm, I'm right here in sunny downtown North Buckhead.
3: Good. Now, this book, uh, we're going to talk about the book, but I wanted to talk about and bring my fans up to speed on basically your brain, who you are and what you represent, and you have an opinion, you, you have thoughts, and you share those For thoughts sure. on an ongoing basis. What drives you, Goldie?
4: You know, I think if there's anything that, you know, people have sort of a defining moments in their life, the sentinel moments or things that change the trajectory of all that, Uh, they are and do. And, you know, and I think everybody sort of socialized a certain way. I was raised in a place called East St. Louis, uh, just on the eastern banks of of, um, Gateway Arch. And, you know, East St. Louis is a tough place, you know, then and it is today. And I just realized, you know, as Barack Obama was coming to growth uh, as, I guess, the nominee-elect in 2007, Mm -hmm. headed towards the presidency, that as senator from Illinois, he had never been to East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So even the U.S. senator for a state hadn't been there. And it, and it sort of let me know right away that you know, it's not that he didn't care about East St. Louis no. or, or people who uh, lived that life, uh, but East St. Louis itself did not have voice, that we did not have a platform for the issues that were most important, most salient to us in our lives. And I decided one morning I woke up. I said, "I'm going to be that voice." Right. You know, everything, everything wrong in America. I say is wrong in a. St. Louis. You know, everything from you know infrastructure and social institution breakdown, all uh, the uh, our family issues, the taxation, mm-hmm. everything wrong. In it. And so I just started to talk about those issues out loud and write about them. And I happened to have a client at the time. Uh, NBC mm-hmm. uh, was the client, and we were. Uh, on the tail end of My Black is Beautiful when I signed them on as a client. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a column about Sarah Palin, and she had become, you know, the uh, the selection for uh, John McCain to be her vice presidential running, be his right. vice presidential running mate. Right. I wrote that column, and it went viral. Mm-hmm. I wrote that column. It was posted on ebonyjet.com, and <clears> I started getting letters from as far away as Venezuela and Guatemala.
5: <laughs> um,
4: uh, sent, you know, email from Singapore and knew that now something had been captured. Mm-hmm. And I just began to write and write and write and within weeks you know I was on the Rachel Maddow show I was doing uh, The Last work with uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. I was doing uh, within uh, six months uh, Don Lemon every weekend mm-hmm. um, similarly somebody just hired me. They just took me off the street and so I went to work for NBC News full time as a Political analyst, and that's really where the national platform began. But I had been writing all of my life. I just decided one morning I was going to put that passion to work on behalf of people who I felt like did not have the voice necessary to have the issues.
3: Yeah, that's why I created this show to just let people hear these stories because they only hear the 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 the, the end effect. You know, when you're there, and and this this is this is a passion, and you wrote on passion. And uh, but I want to I want to go back to something that I mentioned in your credits. Uh, you know, my black is beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, is, which is an amazing campaign. I just want to talk about how. What, just give me. You know, you was at the forefront of uh, being the the voice of making that happen. Tell me a campaign that, that became that that relevant in our society. How did it come about? What was the What were the stages in making that? Because there was a lot of yes, there was a lot of no's, there was a lot of and just you know, decisions that had to be made before it got launched. How does a campaign like that get launched?
4: <laughs> well, it was a tough launch. Uh, we were at a small boutique agency in New York City, a place called Lippy Taylor, owned by a woman named Maureen Lippy. And you know, we had a client, Procter & Gamble, which they had a small piece of that business. Right. Um, one of their assistant vice presidents, his name is Nigel Tito-Reed, came into our offices one afternoon with a product manager uh, named Eric Sanderson. Another young, young woman named Pamela Redd, three young black executives from Procter Gamble. Right. And Nigel began to tell us this story. You know, Nigel is a very a, a dark complexioned woman, and she began to tell us the story about when she was a child, She, her mother brought her her first Barbie dolls, took mm-hmm. those dolls outside to play, and she lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. Right. And the little white girls told her her dolls couldn't play with them, that the, her dolls were ugly, that they could be the maid if they were going to play. And so Nigel went home crying, and she said to her mother, they told me my dolls were ugly. They said, I couldn't play with them. And she said, don't you know that black is beautiful? Mm. Now, Nigel is, you know, in her middle 40s today, and so we're talking about, uh, you know, the mid-70s when this all went down.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, That night, her mother put her first copy of Essence and Ebony magazine on her pillow before she went to bed. And so Nigel said, I just want everybody to know that black is beautiful, and, and I think that there is a campaign in that, and I don't know what it is. Can we talk about that? And so Mm. what was supposed to be an hour meeting went on for three or four until it was time for them to hit the plane and head back to Cincinnati. And what I said to her during the conversation was, you know, blackness is a personal thing. Yes, it is. That we begin to talk about colorism and and what my perspective on blackness is and how I come to it is a very personal thing. And so if you qualify it with my. And make it personal, then you had something. And so we began to talk about what that meant. You know, got the whiteboard drive racers out. <laughs> I flew home I flew home to Atlanta that night and it stayed with me right. what this my what does my blackness beautiful would mean. I turned it over to a vice president who was working for me on my team at that time, signs of Heath, and she wrote a poem. No one wow. read that poem for about three days. It was hung around in our email box. And Nigel and I happened to open it on the same evening, and we called each other screaming. It was the original My Blackest Beautiful Poem. Wow. And from that poem, I said, this is a national conversation.
3: Cool. On the phone is Goldie Taylor, uh, an incredible uh, political analyst. Uh, her new book, Paper Gods, a novel of money, race, and uh, politics. Uh, you can It's in the stores right now, correct, Goldie?
4: It is, it is indeed. It is. One of my friends called and said he saw it at Costco. eating. <laughs> it is everywhere. It is everywhere. Well, they find books are sold from Barnes and Noble to Costco to Walmart and Target. You can get it online, of course, at Amazon. We well, you know. Uh, so this you is, I'm gonna
3: tell you something. This is. Uh, I I I tell people because I'm a writer. I'm a sitcom writer. And I'm not a yes, novelist. It is. And it's you know I see this book as a movie. I see this book as a series. I see this book. Are are, are television opportunities coming your way because of your writing? Because this book, if it got optioned out, I would not be shocked.
4: It was preempted. And so and that means it was bought uh, as optioned as a uh, dramatic series prior to its publication. And so uh, while we can't say who did it, uh, the preemption happened in June. The book came out in October, and now we are on to write the sequel. And so we are, uh, so Paper Gods has had, uh, some immediate success, I think, based on its, its strong, its stronger storytelling, based on its characterization, and, and the fact that Atlanta, you know, Hollywood is still enamored with us. Um, they're not only enamored with our tax credit for bringing films, so they're enamored mm-hmm. with how things worked out here. And so right. they're looking to, not just base productions here, but set them here, and that's a different thing. Um... And so you're seeing a lot, a lot more of that. Uh, Donald Glover's uh, Atlanta as a television show did extraordinarily well because people are frankly uh, intrigued with us as a city. And so Paper Gods went very quickly. Um, and I'm working on a number of other original projects today that are both television and film. Uh, but enjoying um, enjoying this brand new career for me.
3: Well, congratulations. So I wasn't shocked. You know, like I said, uh, you write. Uh, you know, like I said, it's 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 almost like. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate. My life, I, I was born in the inner city, and I uh, went to an all-black high school, went to uh University of Houston, which is a predominantly white institution. And these lifestyles that we live, are, these stories that you tell are, are, are layered in this book, where you see success and you see... The street talk, you see, the political talk, you see, the the, the society talk, and you have to have all these layers. And I feel that the life that you live allows you to be able to communicate these different stories. But it's just amazing. I I feel fortunate to be able to share your story, and I want to promote this. So please send me your uh, any uh, banners that you have, so I can promote it on my social social media here, Miss Taylor. Sure, sure.
4: We got a number of them. Uh, publisher has done St. Martin's Press has been very good to me in terms of, you know, helping to cross promote this book across social media within the bookstores. And so we've been, um, I've been blessed to say the least with, you know, this being my third novel and knowing what I wanted to do. I'm headed out to the Los Angeles Festival of Books in April, um, to speak on a panel about writing, you know, political thrillers in this, uh, Trumpian era, you know, what that's like, um, and how close to the bone can you really get, uh, when you write thrillers such as these. Um, you know the complications that really come along with that and so it's been a it's been a good good time for me uh, writing wise
3: yes, ma'am. Uh, but
4: to be able to do it and live and live and love here in Atlanta is a, is a, awesome. there's a whole new layer of a new book
3: to it. Paper Gods by Goldie Taylor is in the stores now I want to thank you for coming on my show an amazing amazing read uh, a novel of money race and politics based in Atlanta the sequel's coming it's going to be on TV keep winning We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money
1: Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
3: How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, bested.com slash plan and change your life. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. Uh, it's food time. Everybody know. I, I think I got to have a food person, a food related, because I I've been I like I went to uh, one of my coolest uh one of my best pizza places this weekend called Crust, and I ordered me a half a Hawaiian pizza, and then a half meat lover pizza, I had some bell peppers and some banana peppers, and I had and I had the red and the green bell peppers on the meat lover side, and I had the banana peppers with the pineapple and the Canadian bacon on the other half, it was a medium, and I sat at that bar, and the guy said, uh, are you eating this by yourself? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You can sit here and watch. Believe me, I will be eating this by myself. Because I enjoy food, my next guest—he is a James Beard nominated chef. He's also a chef on BuzzFeed. Everybody knows those tasty platforms. So, what, you know, yeah, the, the number one thing on Facebook is food videos. The number one thing, you get, a, you get you're getting that food right. People will watch food. He debated. He has a new show to debate it on the uh, TV one's new network called the Cleo. It's just just eats. With Chef JJ, please welcome to Money Making Conversation Chef JJ Johnson. Hello. Okay, hey, how are you? Oh, I said I could do all this intro. I talk and then he can't talk. No, no yeah,
6: I was I was so excited how you intro'd me that I was so caught off guard. I didn't really know what to say. Wait, wait look at man. It's about the food, brother. It's about that food. <laughs> I, 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 you got me so excited about myself. I was
3: like, whoa. Well, you, you should be because of the fact that uh, what you do in the the, the, the life we live now, uh, and cooking and how you cook and the different ways you can uh, uh, serve people, you know. They, you know, they, they, they talk about the do-it-yourself networks, but the food industry, the cooking show industry is its own version of do-it-yourself, correct? But they just don't say do-it-yourself, right?
6: Correct. You're right. Uh, they, it, it is truly do it yourself, but they're not telling you that. They're giving you that support, that backbone to make you feel like they're there, and then you are truly doing it yourself, like <laughs> we're doing it on Just Eat. So <laughs> I
3: know because I because I watch I watch a show. You know, I watch a show and I go, okay, okay. Let me see what they're doing. Okay, and I get mad if they don't give me the recipe. You know, that's the, oh, that's just. Drives me crazy when I see some good on TV and I want to make it and I don't have the recipe. So tell us about your little history of uh, how you got how you got started. Because I want to talk about this uh, this restaurant that you have. Uh, it was something on the menu that that uh, that really caught my attention. But tell me how you got started, this, chef. Because you know I'm a I'm an award winning baker. I got started baking like four years ago. That's how I got started.
6: Oh, wow. Okay. So I got started about 15 years ago. See, I was uh, literally...
3: This what he do for uh, a living, yo. This, Lushan is just <laughs> hobby-fying out here. You're just uh, telling people I'm a award winning baker. This what he do. Follow his instructions.
6: <laughs> you know, set, I, I want one of those pies, so send it to me. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I started in the kitchen super young. Well, my grandmother got me started in the kitchen yes, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and she made it really fun for me. Um, so I used to spend time in the kitchen. I didn't really watch cartoons or anything. Cooking was my cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fast forward, love cooking. Would try to do family birthday dinners and mess up people's birthdays, trying to cook something that my mom would allow me to cook. Um, but they were really fueling me or getting me prepared for what I'm doing now. And then about the age of 14, I started working uh, as a dishwasher at a country club. Mm-hmm. I used to ride my bike, my bike back and forth. So I grew up in uh, Northeast Pennsylvania in the Poconos. Um, I, I rode my bike back and forth. I went to culinary school at Culinary Institute of America and then wound up working in New York City. Uh, while, while I was working in New York City, I lived with family in Harlem, um, and I've been in Harlem ever since now for about 15 years.
3: Wow. Congratulations. Now, one of, your, uh, in one of the restaurants that you have is Henry at Life Hotel. Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. And uh, that's in the Nomad District. If anybody knows, that's that's kind of like it's called uh, North of Madison Square, and uh, it's a really, I guess, it's, it's, that whole neighborhood is like just transforming. Correct.
6: Yeah, the neighborhood is really transforming. It's a transforming neighborhood. We're we're on a we're on a, a, a block that's uh, transforming. Uh, you would know it as back in the day as like Midtown or mm-hmm. little Little West Africa mm-hmm. or K- Koreatown. Mm-hmm. So. We're like one block away from Koreatown, so we're on 31st Street between 5th and 6th. Um, Henry and the Life Hotel or Henry by JJ.
3: Cool. And let me just, so the setting is in Manhattan. Manhattan and uh, New York City is where we're talking about the restaurant location. Now, it's a couple of, you know, I'm a foodie. So immediately when I, when it was coming to my show, I had to go to the menu. Had to go to the menu. Go to the menu. What caught my eye was the collard green salad. Oh, yes, yeah, so The collard green salad is uh, is infamous. See, collard greens, see, everybody's right going, ooh, 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 collard greens salad. Nah. So, you know, I, I, so that means that, okay, the, the, the collard greens are not cooked. They're treated like lettuce, correct?
6: Yeah, the collard greens are not cooked at all. You know, kale has been getting all this credit in the last 10 years, right? And Collard, mm-hmm. greens, have worked, collard greens have worked harder than kale. <laughs> um, so I wanted to give, you know, I wanted to give collard greens some type of a different rep. Or uh-huh. knowing that you can eat collard greens raw, and it's really good for you—the stem and everything. So it's a collard green salad it will feel like a chopped salad. It comes with some red beans, cucumbers, and like in a, a coconut dressing.
3: Okay, now, now that's that's genius right there. Now you're in the kitchen. Now you're the mad scientist, right? So <laughs> this is a mad scientist salad. Okay, I'm just telling y'all. I, I eat everywhere. I, I eat everywhere. I had the collard green soup. I was at uh, I was Flying Biscuit yesterday. I had the scrambled eggs and collard greens with bacon. So I've never had the collard green salad. So this is a mad scientist mix. So so you 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 telling people you, you you're thinking about this idea? What? Well, how did they look at you? Did look at you like really, JJ? Really? You well, yeah. I mean, people look at people look at me
6: crazy all the time with the collard greens salad. They think I soak the collard greens in salt water right. to make them tender. Right. They think I I blanch them in water. No, I just treat the collard green truly. It's a collard green that we buy in the store. It's not a baby collard green. It's not a uh, <laughs> super baby collard green. This is this is a collard green, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it's it's really nice. It, it, it's something that is familiar but unfamiliar, um, and it's something that you could truly do at home. Uh, You can get these collard greens, and you you know you can put chicken on top, or salmon, or some some steak, you know. So, (laughs) so you know, I'm just taking you along the journey of the African diaspora, and (laughs) kind of paying homage and respect to uh, the flavors of who we are and kind of what we do.
3: Okay, cool. Let's talk about. Okay, so so you got the beans in there, you got the cucumber. I think they what they I'm assuming they're thinly sliced. Cucumbers or chopped cucumbers that you have in this salad? Uh,
6: thin, thinly sliced cucumbers.
3: And do you have so cashews? Thinly sliced
6: cucumbers and cashews some candy cashews and red beans. Candy
3: cashews? Candy?
6: Yeah. See, candy mad scientist, just...
3: Mad scientist.
6: <laughs> I like it. I like that you call me the mad scientist.
3: Who has ever had candy cashews? I'm just sorry. That's candy pecans. Okay, we got all that. Okay, now, the coconut dressing. The coconut dressing. Tell me about that.
6: So coconut dressing is uh, just some coconut milk, uh, a little bit of uh, bird's eye chili, cu- uh, cumin, um, blended oil, some shallots. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the key is, is that the spice and the the spice and the, um, the coconut dressing will cut through the bitterness of the collard green. So it gives it a really nice balance. Okay. So if you don't have like, bird's eye chili, you can use chipotle or you can use some other type of chili that you really love. Coach.
3: Cool, cool. So another thing that caught my eye, and I really didn't understand, it was called "It was all a dream."
6: It was all a dream. We used to read word of magazines. Um, it you, you you can get the whole menu. So the for three hundred and ninety dollars.
3: I saw I saw you it get, over there. Three hundred and ninety
6: dollars. You, you get one of everything. Uh, I say that you uh, should share it with uh, four to five people. So it's a big celebration at the table. You're having this ultimate dream meal, um, and uh I just referenced it after the Biggie song.
3: I'm telling you, see he knows I've looked at his menus. You know, do you get the sweet potato pie too? That's your dessert. Do you get that?
6: Sweet potato pie, you gotta get the sweet potato pie. <laughs> sweet potato pie is legendary. We do it with some purple yam. You know, you have to get get
3: some coconut ice cream. You know, we really we really taking it. Oh my goodness! So, so, so the thing about it, I really, I really, when I talk about food, I really like talking to people who enjoy food. You enjoy food. You enjoy the the, the kitchen experience. I, I I'm assuming it goes back to your childhood when you was in the kitchen and and then being able to look at other people while you washing dishes, being able to see other people do something that you want to do. It's it's a passion for you, right, JJ? Yeah, it's a big passion
6: for me. You know, um, the reason why I love cooking food and I'm really fortunate in having one restaurant right now and a second one coming uh, is I'm connecting people every day, and the greatest connector is food. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to do it with the food that I truly love to cook and give you these like amazing nostalgic moments, mm-hmm. um, then I've done my job and it keeps me going to the next day.
3: Okay, cool. I will be in New York tomorrow, my friend. Okay. Oh, amazing. So I so I should see you tomorrow. You will see me tomorrow night. I swear to you, you will see me tomorrow night. Um, I will uh, definitely want to try this uh, collard green salad. I'm telling you up front. Um, <laughs> I have it ready for you. I, I will be, and I, just, I just want to just, I don't, don't put no chicken on it or nothing. I just want that, because coll- that's that, that's just such a great level of curiosity for me. I know it's going to taste great. And then so, because the, re- the restaurant opens at 530, correct? Yes, the restaurant opens yeah, at 5.30, correct. Nah, nah, you know, I, 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 I'll be on top of your game, baby, over top of your game. I see it, I see <laughs> it, I'm game. with you. But my friend, uh, I, I had an amazing time with this interview uh, again. Uh, incredible chef. He's uh, a new TV show. It just debated on uh, TV One's new network called the Clio Network called Just Eats with Chef JJ. Chef, I was, I'll be at your place tomorrow. I promise you I will be there tomorrow. I will be taking pictures, putting it on my social media because, man, I got to get the collard green salad.
6: Can't wait to see you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a true pleasure.
3: Mad I'm coming. Mad I'm coming. <laughs> How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, com slash plan and change your life.
7: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
8: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with you.
7: Money-making conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help
0: everyone with their brand success.
8: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money.
0: (laughs) Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit rashawnmcdonald.com.
3: My next guest has experienced the highs and lows of professional football. Right now, he's very high. The reason I say lows is because he was an undrafted rookie. And uh, when you go undrafted, you know, you have to beat the odds. And he's been on the active men of the National Football League for years now. Football is not his future. I'll talk about all athletes who come on. there's 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 a window when you're betting your game on your physicality. You have to know that that is not your future. What do you do? What do you do? You shape that. What do you do with that opportunity? Well, he's doing a lot with that opportunity. He's on the show today to talk about his football career and his digital show, Low Key Lit. So YouTube is a traveling business review show. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Ryan Delaire. Hey, how you doing? Come on now, Ryan. You're, you're, you're a TV host, man. Come on, you're a TV host. Oh, okay, okay. Come
8: on! I'm proud to be here on the Money Making conversation, talking about getting the money, talk, talking about building business, talking about building business relationships. I'm proud to be here.
3: You got a TV show that you're creating, that you're traveling around the country. Tell us how that concept started and tell us, um, first, tell us how the concept started. It's called Low Key Lit.
8: Yeah, so with Low Key Lit, I came up with the concept. I basically was traveling, you know, from different places. You know, from state to state, my, um, I think, second year after the season with my agent, you know, I went to the, what did I go to? I went to the Super Bowl in Houston. I had a couple events I had to do there with him. Mm-hmm. Then I had, I went to the All-Star game that year. Mm-hmm. Then I traveled to Miami. So I traveled to Miami. So then thinking back to when I was doing that, I was thinking, like, if I'm traveling to all these different places, I should try to monetize it or, you know, do something and create a following because I felt like I was going to all these, like, you know, I wanted to know what were the best places to eat when I was in those locations. Right. So I came up with the concept of low key lip because I wanted to be the guy that everybody can reach out to if they wanted to know what place to eat in a certain city. Mm -hmm. So I basically came up with the show. I wanted, it's called low key lip because I go to the places that are literally low key and they're lit. Like, places are, like, you know, not many people would know about, you know, they're, like, mom, pop shops. But, like, you know, just like everyone else, you know, yeah, I, the mama I know. pop shops mm-hmm. have, like, some of the best flavors. The you mom. know, I, I went to a place... Yeah, I went to a place in Atlanta one time and I had to put them on my show called Mr. Everything. Um, It's a really nice place. They have, like, you know, steamed veggies. Everything was grilled over rice. You know, steamed veggies with, like, a certain meat, whether it's, like, salmon, um, chicken, etc. And they would have, like, really great food, so I had to put them on the show. That was one of my first episodes when I was growing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just love the fact that I can go to these hidden gems and show my perspective of it from an athlete's perspective. And I would just put a, you know... Plenty of my different teammates on there as well.
3: Now here's the deal from the athlete's perspective. See, I'm not an athlete. I'm just a regular eater. Now you know. So with that being said, what 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 are the the uh, you said the criteria? Basically, is these hidden gems, you know, low profile, but you know everybody knows about it. enough people don't don't know about them. So you go in, you dine, and now I see a camera. Is it is it a camera crew follow you around or? Is it an actual camera? Is it a iPad? Is it a, your iPhone? Well, how you? How, how's this show being shot?
8: So it's being shot with um, a camera. I we we shot with Sony uh, with a Sony camera, mm-hmm. and I shot with a Canon camera.
5: Mm-hmm. And you know, I would have
8: like two cameramen with me, and basically, I would I would basically go to the restaurant talk to them discuss what I was doing and yeah, I mm-hmm. would have every, everything within mm-hmm. contract. I would do a press release just to, right. you know just for legal purposes. Absolutely. Um you yeah, you don't want to go in there with no kind of documentation <laughs> or anything. You know what I mean? It, Absolutely. Everything is yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you wanna you on the
3: shoulder, excuse me, sir, 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 sir. all these cameras, uh <laughs> who let y'all in here? <laughs> oh just this little exactly. this kid lit. This, wanna... this is a low kid lit. Low key lit here, This is my show. <laughs> So you gotta know.
8: Yeah, like you, you definitely want everything to be business business oriented. So mm-hmm. with that, I basically have my two camera men. I'll, I'll create a whole blueprint of how I want everything orchestrated, mm-hmm. and then we just go in and we shoot.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's my thoughts because I saw the uh, I saw the uh, the the cookie visit. I saw uh, the bowling uh, bowling alley. I saw the the crab visit in Houston. Uh, I've seen a. It, 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 I like you. You're 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 charismatic. You look good. You you feel the camera. I would do it more like a like an iPhone style, so it feels like it feels like it feels like it's, it feels like it's a it's like you know you just inviting them into the world. Uh, this is this is Rashawn McDonald. Okay, I've been doing television since '93, hit TV shows, blockbuster hits. So I, I think I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Just but I love you, and I want to give you a little bit of advice. You can take it. Or you can like uh, uh later on, let it marinate. But if you would bring down the production level and make it more like a, like a like your your point of view shot, man, I, I dude, I would watch that. And I said I won't watch it now, but that's just a thought. And I wanted to he- I want to just talk a little production back and forth with you because you're an executive producer talking, I'm an executive producer talking, and then we could let our listeners know how how two top producers talk in developing the TV show. What are your thoughts when I, when i say hey you know let's, let's let's bring down the quality and make it more like a a a, a personal journey and you just, you just happen to be eating there and it just popped off like that
8: yeah yeah i basically um i did i did a point of view mhm- basically like a vlog setting yes sir. i did that but I mainly did that for when I was traveling right so i yeah i, I did that I, so I have like two different productions right. I have, like, low-key lit, like, when I actually have a production, of, like, it's an episode. Yes, sir. And I have low-key low key lit vlogs. So, when I did, like, the low-key lit vlogs, I actually went to, um, hmm
5: Like,
8: in, in South America, and I had a vlog of just doing different things while I was out there that people probably never knew was out there in Colombia. And, um... I did like paragliding. I did ATV riding, right? And I just saw the whole yeah. And then I did also South Africa last year as well. And I just showed what it was like to be an athlete.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's some so, fun stuff. And so, but no, but no, camera crew was falling around. You just kind of like doing it yourself.
8: Yeah, I had my my camera. I had a GoPro, Damn. and I had my phone. That's hot. And I just. Yeah, and I I just wanted to show raw footage of how everything is how everything is you know over there. So that was really good. But like when I usually do my traveling, I usually try to vlog that. But like for the production of the of the show, when I'm you know at the restaurant, mm-hmm. I probably did one episode when I was just vlogging and I had the camera point of view on me. Right. But majority of the time, I, I make it you know a, a quality i am making it like a pretty good quality
3: episode. Well, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that what I'm asking you to do is not a quality. It's just a, it's just a, when you, with low key, low key lit, you know, that it's a, it's a really a cool concept. And it's from your point of view. And I'm not saying the camera has to be on you. You know, you can turn it. I, when you, well, I'm just telling you is that it, and advising you, because like I said, I love your idea. I wouldn't be pitching your idea. Wouldn't mm-hmm. have you on the show. I wanted to bring on the show just to talk to you and let people know that if you have a dream, you can do it yourself. And that's what he's doing. You know, he's taking it upon himself. He has a time, and he's doing it himself, and he's putting it out on YouTube. So where can people find episodes of your show?
8: So all you have to do is go to Low-Key Lit. um, All you have to do is type in Low-Key Lit, and Low-Key is one word. And lit is a separate word. And type that into YouTube, and then you can see the episodes. I have about, like, probably eight or ten episodes on there where you can see. Or you can just go to my Instagram, and I have the link in the bio. And uh, my Instagram is, you can just type in my name, Ryan mm-hmm. Delaire." Mm-hmm. D as in dog, E-L-A-I-R-E. And then you can just find the link in the, in the bio. And the link actually brings you to the episode when I went to a coffee shop. They had crepes. They had ice cream. They mm-hmm. had a lot of different things there. So, you know, if you hit that link, you'll see all my episodes.
3: Absolutely. So, so far, what's your favorite restaurant you've been to been to so far in this country? A favorite this business, country? business or restaurant that you that you featured so far, uh, uh, not featured, just experienced and want to go back.
8: I mean, I just moved to Houston. Oh, one
3: okay, now, you yeah, know, I'm from Houston now, Ryan, all right, now, you're in my country now, okay,
8: <laughs> yeah, I went to Houston, and like, one of my favorite spots out here was called Crab King, I know Crab King,
3: mm-hmm. 17,000 views, I saw that episode that you had on it, 17,000 views,
8: yeah, that, that restaurant was at a high level, the food, the quality, you know the how they were running their business. You know running the running the business is is just as important as how good the food is too. Some people forget that. Yes. But um, the way everything was orchestrated over there was at a high level. So that was one of my favorite favorite restaurants.
3: Well, let me tell you something. My nephew he has a, a Big Six barbecue. It's on Highway Six. I kid you not, the best barbecue in the country. Ryan, you gotta go by it. It's called Big Six Barbecue, or oh, it's a it's a side trailer. It's on Highway Six. Yeah, even uh, barbecue for the Texans football team during the summer. But these are these hidden gems that you're talking about. But if you're in Houston, I want to talk to you some more because of the fact that I like your idea. I like your concept because I will tell you this. I saw the uh, the the crab uh, interview, and you have. You were more hyper and you're more more uh, animated in that video than you were in your other videos. And that video is 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 really I thought captured more your personality and one of your uh one of your biggest views uh view uh view videos on your uh site. So I want to thank you for coming mm-hmm. on the show, man, and I, and also let you know that I'm a fan of yours. And please stay in touch with me because I want to help you and I want to help you build your brand not only as a model but a TV show. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated BestEgg. out of 5 stars on consumer affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan. Again, bestegg.com slash plan and change your life. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald heading into our last break. Uh, waiting on my next guest. He's coming in through the door in a minute. Cool. Uh, want we'll to talk about success. Uh, the show or uh, money-making conversation that I put together with our producers. Uh, I don't do this show by myself. I learned that the hard way that to try to achieve a dream or uh, your goals by yourself are impossible. Even an athlete. An athlete has to have a support system. If you're a scholar, you got to have a group of people that you study with, always know that success achieved by yourself will, is not long term. You got to be able to integrate people into your life to be able to support you during those down moments. To be able to help you when you're building a brand or building a lifestyle that will take you to the next level. That's what I'm about. I'm about. I'm about uh, understanding that the values that I have on that I've achieved over the years. That's why I always tell people: if you want to be successful, if you're trying to be successful. Understand that what you learn in your 20s is what's going to enable you to make money today. Uh, my next guest has just arrived. He's as uh, nattly dressed as I am. I'm I about to say something about him. Boy. He, he, me and him got the same tailor here. Takeo Spikes has made it up in here. Come so on, sit down here. Got his hair combed and everything. Yeah. This man making money. But let me introduce you before you just start talking up in here. I like that suit because that's in my color right there. Yeah. That's it right now. We're going we gonna to talk for Being a long Me and a color. Time. We gonna talk about. It. My next guest was drafted in the first round. I'm going to tell you something. Big fan. Um, saw this man crush a lot of people on the football field. At uh, this a lot of people thought they were about to make first down. He stopped them. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Thirteen, right? Thirteen pick. Overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in 1998. He was a two time All Pro, a two time Pro Bowl selection. Is one of only seven linebackers in league history with more than 200 starts while playing. With the Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49, and San Diego Chargers. He was named a captain. I love this about leadership. Of the 15 uh, seasons, he was captain 13 times. That says a lot. That's why I wanted you to bring on the show a true testament about your leadership and the qualities you have. And also, I wanted to mention this. uh, In post retirement, he's putting an emphasis on education, finishing his bachelor's degree in liberal arts at Auburn, and in December 2016, earning his MBA from the University of Miami, please welcome to Money-Making Conversations, Tecchio Spikes. My man. Uh, that that voice. That voice. That voice. You making money with that voice.
1: Making money with it. The well, presence, everything. Everything that comes with it. Well, let me talk about it. I, read, I got your book here.
3: It's, uh, it's called The Mask.
1: Behind, now, yep, behind uh, the mask.
3: Well, first of all, you wore a helmet all your life. Yep. Now you say the mask. Is there any reference there or helmet mask or you just mask means something else?
1: Yeah, it, it was um, – I came up with the title just thinking about everyday people used to say, you know what, um, I know what you look like, but when we look at the rest of the guys, when we try to relate to a lot of the guys who are playing the game, we can't see you because of the mask. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that kind of triggered something in my mind to – Say, you know what? I want to go behind the mask. That's the reason why I titled my book Behind the Mask, because everybody has a story to be told. And regardless of whatever chosen field, endeavor that you're chasing, you have a mask. And so that's why my book is titled Behind the Mask, because I wanted to go behind the mask Mm -hmm. to figure out what makes you tick, what makes you so different.
3: So let's talk about this book, man, The Mask. Uh, First of all, I'm I'm a football nut. You know, in, in high school, junior high, they used to call me Black Howard Cosell. And so when I hey. see you know, I see Chuck you mm-hmm. that, That's see, they have that name right there and Dick LeBolt's name in here right there. That's that's some deep, that's some legendary mm. names right there. And then you got Bobby Bell, Kansas City Chief.
1: Yes, sir.
3: Woo! Him and Willie in See, both them boys. See, I'm going to tell you some how important this book is from an African-American's perspective because, see, Back in the day, you knew that white players were only reserved for certain positions. You know, middle linebacker, yep. you had to be white.
1: Yep.
3: Center, yep. you had to be white. And quarterback, you had to be white. So Willie Neal was my first, I'm going to tell you something, my first uh, hero. Because he played that position. You know what I'm saying? So know the importance of this book. When you start, when you start lining up everybody, when you start doing what you've done, you know, and then you go, Cornelius Bennett, he's Alabama boy. I, I forgive him.
1: I yeah, we we'll forgive him. him. We we'll give him good.
3: Brooks, Forest State, Harry Cross, New York Giants. Come on. London Fletcher, Washington Redskins, Kevin Green, Carolina Path, Ted Hendricks, Oakland Raiders, yep. the Stork. The Stork. Ricky Jackson, New Orleans. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, then, we said, Chick, Mike Singletary,
1: them eyes. Saw him yesterday. Them eyes, though, brother. The beady eyes.
3: <laughs> and then you. Why did you do this book and why did you focus on linebackers?
1: I focused on linebackers because my concept of behind the mask, it had no intentions of having these other cast members on Yes, sir. these other great men, great leaders mm-hmm. but the more I thought about it mm-hmm. and the more I, I saw a gap. I think in anything that you do money-making conversations, whenever you want to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a need, and you have to find that need. And so right. the need that I saw was when I was hearing their stories told or some of their stories being told, it was either diluted yes, sir. or it was not told to the extent mm-hmm. with the passion that it deserved. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, you know what? This is not only will I share my story. I'm going to go around and interview every guy, and every linebacker comes from a different decade. Absolutely. 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 You talked about Willie Lanier, knowing the history of the game. This is not just a football book. Mm-hmm. It's a book about leadership. It's a book about perseverance. It's a book about discipline. Mm-hmm. And I picked a guy out of every decade to share their story mm-hmm. of how did they become great? Mm-hmm. What made you an outlier? What was that defining moment mm-hmm. when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you said, you know what? I am going to sacrifice everything for an idea or a dream that I have. And I went I visited every guy for a two year time period, spent the day with them, and I got their story of their defining moment. Mm -hmm. And so when you look through the book and you read the stories, the stories drives the images and the images drives the story. So I, I just thought it was a great way for me to be able to not only share their story, but allow them to be the author of their own autobiography.
3: Well, I think it's important that the story is important. Like I was telling you how each one of these stories affected me. Uh, still affect me because of the the fact that, and, you know, when you when you going through life, man, and and you and it's different now, you know, because they 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 can see social media. They see kids are seeing people, and they think that athletes had this or uh, this rite of passage all their lives, you know. And sometimes then certain things are happening. They check you, mm-hmm. you know. You still an athlete, okay? And, and and when I when I look at what you're doing with this book, it, like you say, it's different eras. When I when I see Derek Brooks, such a humble humble person, you know what I'm saying? And, and, the, and the great Harry Carson played with LT and the Giants with those those great giant, giant teams. And Fletcher, small, compact, a fearsome force. When you look at all these linebackers, these great linebackers, where do you fall athletically? Like, I took a little bit of this. I, 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 I symbolize this type of persona or this type of physicality when you start lining up these linebackers.
1: When I look at every guy – To me, I I split it down the middle. One side is like, what traits do I see what they have and how can I incorporate that into my game? Yes, sir. And, you know, I look at Chuck Bagnari. He was the last of the 60-minute men, meaning he played both Both ways. ways, Offense and the defensive (laughs) side. Uh, Concrete Charlie was his nickname. So Mm -hmm. for me, I I wanted to be hard like Concrete Charlie. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about Mike Singletary, Nobody ever can recreate or or try to, you know, (laughs) what they say, uh, impersonation is the best form of flattery. But Mike Singletary, for me, it took me to get, like, fierce mad to even come close to his eyes, and I still didn't accomplish that. But the intimidation factor of Mike Singletary Mm -hmm. is what I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at Derek Brooks. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know Mm – but Derek Brooks, how you say, humble, reserved guy, but his faith jumps out more than anything, and he didn't care about necessarily football, sports itself, mm-hmm. but his family, his faith was so strong that it led him to the game of football, and that what really propelled him to be the Hall of Famer that he is today. So, from all of those attributes that these guys had, mm-hmm. I kind of picked a little bit yeah. from everybody, yeah. and you know, yeah. and and, yeah. and it was very fun to hear their story.
3: Well, I I, I, I agree. Because I, 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 the humbleness, that tone, Derek Brookish. You know what I'm saying? I've, i watched you play, the physicality, the, 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 the sense of a centered, uh, singletary all the way. Yeah. But like I said, those, those magical eyes he had. You, you can't. Yeah. That was, that was God. Them eyes were God-given. God you, you can't replace those eyes. So I know we had a few minutes left. I want to talk about this next book you gonna write about these running backs. Yes. Right now we're talking about the mask behind the mask. And uh, the linebacker edition. Now, you're going to have a running back edition coming out.
1: Yes, sir. Running back edition. Yes, okay. sir.
3: All right, now. Here's my here's my all-time. I, 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 Emmitt Smith ain't in it. Okay, uh, what? No, Eric Dickinson ain't in it.
5: Ooh.
3: <laughs> Dang, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to mess him up. I'm, I'm just going I'm to just gonna start kicking people to the curb. You know, you know. It's got to start with Jim Brown. God, they would they played. Listen, totally agree. 12 games. They all they were doing 12 games back then. All of George he ran up for them just 12 games. Okay? 12 games. Then I gotta go to Barry Sanders.
1: Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> I'm in the same kitchen with you, coach. <laughs> Chef, I'm in the same hey, I know you can cook too. I'm in the same kitchen with you. Then I, I gotta finish up with who
3: I thought was the greatest physical running back that matched speed. Simultaneously, the Tyler Rose Earl Campbell.
1: Listen, love Earl Campbell. <laughs> One of the first players I saw as a little jit, <laughs> as a youngster. I thought he played linebacker. Woo! That's how hard he played the game. Alongside Walter Payton, come on sweetness.
3: Now. I know, I know, I know. See, yeah. he with that, but I'm just, I'm just talking about these are three different players, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Walter Payton, Walter Payton, I'm going to tell you something. Walter Payton uh, gifted, but I was never afraid of Walter Payton. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. I was never afraid of him. Earl Campbell, come on now. Earl Campbell. Was 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 a beast.
1: Earl Campbell was one eight hundred. Look you up, yes sir. And he will step through your chest. And Barry Sanders, hello, goodbye. I got a great story about Barry Sanders when we come back. Whew. Oh man, we 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 done here. Man, we got to wrap up here. We got to wrap up. Yeah, I, I gotta this, bring you back. I gotta bring you back. Yeah, that, yeah see, you gotta uh, bring uh, me uh, back.
3: Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay, this is our first time. Can you come back next month? Absolutely. Okay, because see now we got a relationship here. Yep. I, if you don't have time, I, we just do it on the phone. Cause I want to bring you back, because you, you, I'm just telling you, your talents are so unique that I want to be a part of your club.
1: Oh, I appreciate that.
3: I want to be, cause I got some things that I'm doing in the sports world that I, I want to sit down and talk to you about. Okay. And we're gonna win. But right now, you got this great book called Behind the Mask.
1: Right on. And you
3: got the running back. It's the linebacker edition here. And guess what? You're a leader, my brother. Leader on the field, off the field, and in, ed- in education and thank both your parents. Because your mama named you right.
1: God bless and thank you. And your you dad was right
3: too. And said, Don't follow my name, follow your own. Thank you for coming on my show. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills, and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, bestdad.com slash plan and change your life.
7: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand
0: success.
8: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money.
0: (laughs) Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit rashawnmcdonald.com.